Legend tales of a place where the booze flows freely and the stories are always entertaining. If you were bold enough to seek out such a place, head 13 miles down the Tuscan Highway to a tiny blues joint known as the Townsmith Tavern. Once there, <laughs> enjoy the ride. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to a UA production of Beer, Blues, and Bowl. Excuse me, excuse me, you can't say that. You're going to lose your family-friendly rating. You're going to corrupt the kids. B.S. A podcast that invites you to grab a cool beverage, pull up a seat, and enjoy time with friends. And here are your hosts, Howard Blues and the Mark Kidder. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Beer, Blues, and BS, the podcast that knows when to hold them, when to fold them, when to walk away, and when to run. I'm your host, Howard Blues, here, as always, with my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, the Mark Kidder. Kidder, how you doing tonight? I should get up and run away. (laughs) I'm doing okay, you know? Here we are. It's another another finally Friday night, getting ready to roll, ready for the weekend. Today, uh, tomorrow and Sunday, decent. Next week is going to be hot. So looking forward to that. So uh, I'm, I'm all right. How you doing? Uh, you know, Kidder, it's, uh, it's been a kind of a long day, uh, and I'll, I'll talk about some of that as we, uh, of course, get rolling into the show because it's been an interesting week in my world. Uh, so uh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But uh, we both got beers that are getting warm, so I think we got to go right to what's on tap. Hell yeah! You go first. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> what? Well, you, you, don't, you don't want the, the honors of going. It seems like I'm just like, yeah, I'm ready. Let's go. And then Fine. and then you're like, okay. <laughs> just got to wait. <laughs> okay. Anytime. That, so, you go. That, okay. I mean, it's just uh, you don't usually make a throw that way. I wasn't expecting it. You caught me off guard. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so tonight, Kidder, I am drinking um, what is called Old Chub. <laughs> it is by the Oscar Blues Brewery. It is a Scotch ale, eight uh, percent alcohol, twelve floral ounces. But uh, absolutely no tasting notes whatsoever on this lovely plaid can. So I do like the uh, the colors on there, and and I it's funny because it's a a scotch, uh, so does it taste like tape? Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, you know, I do enjoy a good scotch ale. Uh, my favorite beer, which I had on episode twenty five, which is Cold Smoke, is also a scotch ale. So that was part of my uh, desire to try this particular beer. 
being that it's of the same variety as my favorite. Not much of a a, a smell to it. Let's uh, let's give it a taste. Hmm. That is uh, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. Not real bitter. A uh, I'd say a nice smooth uh kind of taste to it has a little bit of a kind of like a coffee like aftertaste not too strong but uh it's there i'm picking up what i would call i mean the best to my description kind of that coffee-ish taste uh but yeah this is gonna be an enjoyable drink uh i'm kind of glad i have one of these so yeah it doesn't taste to... like tape doesn't taste like tape of course, I haven't eaten tape, so I don't know what tape tastes like. I have nothing to, to, to make that reference to. <laughs> no, no reference. What about tasting like tape smells? How about that? Yeah. No. no. <laughs> okay. Good. I also don't smell tape. Who smells <laughs> tape? You know, some are, next... some are pungent. You know, you're, it, it, it's in fact... Just as a side note, I'm gonna I'm gonna pause for this side note before I open this beer because this needs to be said. Because some tape can be damn pungent, and some other tape is like, eh, you know, it's tape and you don't smell it. And how do I know how this stuff like smells and probably tastes? This son of a bitch. <laughs> this <laughs> This son of a bitch right here is is a a classic. It is, in fact, a Howard Blues classic. I don't even want to pull the top off of this freaking thing because it's gonna stink up the whole damn room. Okay, I just for for you, I will look at the size of this son of a bitch. Look at this freaking thing, and it still has juice. Oh, oh God, it still has juice. <laughs> <laughs> for our uh, audio drink. listeners uh what kidder held up was a, a sharpie but it is the biggest sharpie you can get it is called a magnum, and, magnum. yeah I, I i i'll let you talk about your beer kidder but we should tell the story of the magnum although the way you're drinking it i'm guessing you've had this on the show before whatever your beer is uh this is the yeah the uh i heart nd from laughing sun Based in Bismarck. Mm -hmm. Quick refresher for everybody. Drink North Dakota craft beer. The sun doesn't question. It doesn't judge. It simply gives life. Laughing Sun is our beer and your beer. Local brewery, local ingredients, growing community. The Take the Laughing Sun with you, in fact. And cheers from the LSB family. As I said, brewed right here in Bismarck, North Dakota. Aside from that, it's 4% alcohol by volume. Keep it cold and uh, 12 full ounces. It's a golden ale. It's light and crisp and uh, I heart indie. There you go. <laughs> I, sh I shouldn't have done that. That damn have. thing. I'm glad you did, though. There's a part of me that's happening. This, this is the crap that I take for you. You know, Just you know, for the record, look! Look what I do for you. You know, when you started talking about the smell of tape, and you're like, "I'm gonna," I'm like, "You know, if he doesn't, we should talk about the Magnum tonight." 
And then you held it up, and that's what broke me. Was I'm like, we went to the same place. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now, the story behind this uh, particular marker and why we have it. Well, Kidder has it. Um, our uh, our good friend from Nevada, uh, Farva, when he got married, uh, we were hosting his his bachelor party. And we decided that uh, it'd be a really great idea to make him a shirt. But being <laughs> that we hadn't really planned this out, and we were broke college kids, the best we could do was we went to Walmart. We bought just the biggest white shirt we could get, because Farva's a big guy. And uh, we decided then we also needed the biggest marker we could get, which was this <clears throat> Sharpie Magnum. And uh, proceeded in the car on the drive over to Farva's place to pick him up to, I forget what all it said. I think it was, buy me a beer last night of freedom. Uh, yep, something along those lines. I believe the gentleman from Indiana was scribbling. Yeah. But we did this in the car. <clears throat> in the, on, on the Like drive. in a colder part of the time. Uh, colder part of the year. Yeah. And... Uh, and so, like it, it, Kidder's not overreacting. The smell of that thing is atrocious, and it hangs around, and it's almost a contact high in its own sense. So, uh, those of us in the car were, um, you know, <laughs> we're feeling its effects. I think poor Farva, who wore this shirt all night, was really feeling it. So <laughs> he was. I think he was ready for that party to be done and to get out of that shirt. Um, <coughs> it helped keep the other ladies away. <laughs> he did get a beer out of it, though. Somebody did buy him a beer. So, success? Man, if only somebody would buy us a beer at mm -hmm. BeerBluesBS.com. Yeah. You know, Kidder, it would be a lot of fun to have Farva on the show sometime. Mm -hmm. So... Hey, hey, Farva! I, I I know you uh, you see the posts on Beer Blues and BS because I've I've seen you like and you know say that you enjoy our posts. So uh, Farva, here it is right now. Your open invitation to come and join us, and uh, maybe we won't heckle you as much as we heckle a certain gentleman from Indiana. Who it has been twenty episodes, Kidder, since we really started pushing trying to get that friend of ours on the show and he still isn't here for 20 episodes Man, you're you're telling me that we've been ribbing him for 20 episodes 20 weeks plus yeah. because yeah. i think we had a week without a show and he still doesn't take the time to open up his computer or grab his phone and join us on the show yeah I mean, it's I, he's in the state now. I've seen it. He's mm -hmm. here, you know. So, you know, so you know we've, we've even, I've been across the galaxy and been on this show. Yeah. So, uh, hey, hey Farva, see if you can do uh, better than the gentleman from Indiana. Let's see if you can be on the show sometime in the next twenty episodes and uh, show him up. <laughs> In fact, let's see if you could be on the show before the gentleman from Indiana and just really make him look bad. So, 
Yeah. This, Challenge this is out there. This not going to take much. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing that down. The, the race is out there. Which which one of them will be on the show first? The world may, well, when it comes to gentlemen, you know, the world may never know. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. I got some faith. We'll give it a shot. That one of these guys will step up and, and join us for an episode. If not, we'll have the old standbys. No, they're not even standbys. They're part of the show. Uh, Root Boy, Kyle, or our good old buddy, Nico, Bob Giggles. <clears throat> we'll just have to call them up and let's go. Yeah. Well, now that I'm getting all amped up, you talk about races. The race here, the race there. Who can be on the show first? I see mm -hmm. something on the sheet about you in a race. Well, what the hell, man? Well, this is the update. Uh, as you know, for the last few weeks, I've been participating in a wellness committee challenge at work. And uh, kid, we're in the middle of the marathon. That's right. Race. That's right. The race. When yes. you put race, I was like, oh, there's something new. It's uh, no, it's the same thing. <laughs> they call them races because they're the challenges are based off race length, so yeah, but uh, <laughs> it, it makes it hard to kind of describe it. It's a <laughs> challenge, but it's a race, Racist. but we're not really racing. It's uh, yeah, anyway, so we're in the middle of the marathon, um. Which, for, for the, if you haven't followed, uh, I basically have seven days to go. Uh, oh, I'm blanking on my distance. 26.2 miles. There it comes. Uh, and so this was day four of that. And Kidder, I am sitting. I was just looking here. Uh, let's see. Let's do some quick math. 15, 18. I'm uh, probably sitting pretty close to 21 miles already. All right. So Jacob's rolling. I should be able to knock out the uh, the last five here uh, tomorrow, probably. Um, I think we're planning to take Howie Jr. to the zoo because the zoo's now got penguins. So I'll probably try and knock out my last five miles and be done with this challenge. So I will have completed all four races and will be in for the drawing of the super mover award. So I'm pretty excited managed on day two of this kidder. I walked nine miles on that would have been Wednesday night. So Good work. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun Been a lot of fun. So that, that, that is the update. If you're following along, looks like Howard is going to complete all of four challenges. So I'm doing well. Doing well. Pretty proud of myself. And I'm proud of you, too. Yeah. Got to put it all this beer somewhere, put it to good use. Yeah. I will say, my dad did question that I had actually walked that amount of distance because he's a skeptic like that. Uh, we, I was actually, I saw him just last night because, uh, last night, Kidder, we were celebrating my mom's birthday. So oh, and I didn't get an, a call or text and invite. No. Happy uh, my, birthday. Howard's mom. Yeah. My, uh, my dad decided to surprise her. Um, he told her that, that, uh, they were going out to dinner with a, uh, 
a dog training friend of his, and uh, he surprised her by actually having arranged for uh, Kate, my wife, Lefty uh, Jr., and Andrew, my brother, to all be there. So we surprised her. Wow. So, yeah, it was, it was, it was a good time. It was a good time. Junior was in fine form. So, <laughs> good or bad? <laughs> oh, it was good. Good. He was he was okay. being pleasant and funny and yeah, he was having a good time. Having a good time. Good. So, but uh, I I said, Kidder, it's been an interesting week. Um, there have been some changes in my work. Uh Changes in your work. Mm hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I've said it on the show a couple of times I work for the State Historical Society and I manage historic sites. Uh, this summer, we added uh, basically two sites into our portfolio that we manage. So we're up to 59 state historic sites. Uh, we added the Lewis and Clark Interpretive Center and Fort Mandan. Uh, we collected them from the state park system. Uh, because of that, uh, my boss, my division director, felt that the division of sites between myself and IPA Rob was a little off. And so she asked him to give up a site and for me to take over a site. So I am now managing, uh, Kidder, the 1883 Stutzman County Courthouse in Jamestown. So. Mm. That, that started all that is of like Tuesday this week. Uh, and I had my first uh, meeting uh, for a project at the courthouse today. So I was actually in Jamestown today, um, getting to meet with some of the stakeholders there with the site supervisor uh, as we look at putting in an elevator into that building to make it handicap accessible. Perfect. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a really cool building and it's, I, I, I won't go into the whole history, but hey, since we have a history with Howard graphic. History with throw, Howard! <laughs> let's throw that in here and uh, give a little history. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the courthouse was built in 1883, and... In the 187 or in the 1970s, uh, the county commissioners kind of decided that they needed a new building, and so they they started looking at at building a new building, and basically it would create this huge kind of fight within the town uh, because they built a new county courthouse and they were going to tear down the old county courthouse and make it a parking lot. And so there was a bit of headbutting uh, throughout the town. This would go to a court case. Um, it's a very long, detailed story. But but the short of it is, uh, it would end up in the hands of the State Historical Society. And part of the way that the, uh, the county commissioners and such were able to make the appeal to get a new building was they basically let the old building deteriorate. So we have done, as the State Historical Society, a lot of work. Uh, to improve the courthouse. I'll, I'll throw a couple of pictures into the YouTube version here in this segment so you can see the difference just of the courtroom and such. Um, IPA Rob, uh, my coworker who was the manager before me, uh, just put in 
a hands-on civics exhibit into that courthouse that while some people in my agency refuse to say that it's the first, Kidder, it's the first hands-on local level civics exhibit in the nation. I will go on record and say that because it doesn't get that credit and it should. Um, so it's hmm. a very cool facility. Um, and thanks to the pandemic and the need for social distancing this year, the district court, because their courtrooms are so small, has actually moved court into our building. And they are actually holding court in the original courtroom. Uh, hmm. So that's a really cool thing. So it's a really cool site. I'm really excited by the potential. Uh, there's a lot of stuff left to do with it. And uh, I always liked teaching government when I was in my past life as a teacher. So I'm excited about it. Uh, it was a good meeting. Uh, had a lot of fun with it. Um, and I'm I'm very excited for it. So, uh, and if you're ever in Jamestown, check it out. Um, it's a it is a. And what's the cost place. on that? You know what, Kidder? It's a free facility to go and visit. So, what? It's it's free. You don't have yeah. to pay anything to go in there. You don't. We do ask that maybe you uh, be so kind as to give a donation. You know, uh, ah, does it help? Pandering, it with just like this show. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, give a, give a donation to help us as we continue our, our projects in there, but it's, it's quite the facility. Um, very enjoyable. And, uh, you know, Kidder, I usually don't eat lunch. I've talked about that on the show, but my division director, uh, knows of a, uh, pizza place in Jamestown and she was talking this place up. It's called Johnny B's Brick House. Uh, and it's only a couple of blocks away from the courthouse. And so she she insisted we go there for lunch. Of course, my executive director uh, loves pizza. So he was like, yes, we're going. Um, and I, I had to break my no lunch thing because they had on the uh, on the menu a tater tot pizza. Oh. Yeah, tater tots, bacon, cheese, and a Cajun ranch sauce. It sounds just, really good. It 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 sounded really good, and I'm like, okay, I have to try this. So I I had a glass of 1919 root beer, and I uh, I had a tater tot pizza and Kidder. It is, it was fabulous. Um, ah. So if you're ever in Jamestown, I highly recommend it. Although I will say, um, plan some time. It was kind of a slow. That's if I had one critique. <laughs> okay. It was a slow uh, meal. Um, we sat down to eat. I think it was a little after one, and we didn't get out of there until almost three. So it was almost yeah. a two-hour okay. thing. So it's slow, but worth it, um, and has a very, very nice selection of beers on tap. Uh I was reading through that list. I couldn't drink one because I was the driver of the vehicle. Two, I was at work. So, uh, <laughs> no, 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 you know, drinking on the lunch break. But uh, I just wanted to give it a review. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's a fantastic pizza place. Um, I might have to try some of their other pizzas. They had some other uh, very tempting, very uh, different and unique pizzas on there. Um, 
So I might have to go back sometime or stop there sometime when I'm in Jamestown again. So, but awesome. That yeah. sounds good. I'm going to have to put that on the uh, list for the next time I'm, I'm in the JMS. <clears throat> I know one place that is my favorite, just up the road, another 35 miles there in Valley city is the original pizza corner. Mm -hmm. They still make the original pizza corner pizzas with the original recipe, original sauce, original dough, not the, uh, <clears throat> sold Bernatello's stuff that you find in the stores. This is the good stuff, man. So, uh, something to check out there. Wonderful. Well, we might have to just take a road trip one of these days. You never know. You know, Kidder, we we have been talking that we do need to go up to... Oh, here's the other interesting thing this week. It also <laughs> ties it to a site. Kidder, uh, me and my site supervisor at Oscar Zero maybe trying to work and convince some other people in our agency into letting us accept a loan for a helicopter. <laughs> All right. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. uh, I believe it's a UH-1 is the, the particular make of helicopter that we are. Old school at. with Huey. Yeah. So Sweet. We're uh, we're trying. There's some there's some arm twisting that needs to go on, and there's some other details to work out. But uh, we're we're working on it because I we do have a helipad there. It'd be really cool to have a helicopter there. It's uh, it's been on our wish list for a long time, and uh, the one that we've been offered, and this is offered by the National Museum of the United States Air Force. Uh, this particular helicopter was actually a replacement for a helicopter uh, that crashed in um, Dolan, North Dakota. So uh, not only is it a helicopter, it's got a North Dakota story, which is awesome, but also would allow us to do some interpretation on that particular helicopter crash. So uh, all that to say, Kidder, uh, I still need to drag you up to Oscar Zero. This is starting to sound like a, a pretty good road trip, you know? Maybe mm -hmm. hit Oscar mm -hmm. Zero, maybe check out the courthouse, maybe grab some pizza, have mm -hmm. a brew. Mm -hmm. we, we start kind of got the makings of a road trip going on here, buddy. You know, I think we're going to have to just twist it a little bit, though. So then on the way there, we stop at either Jimmy B's or Pizza Corner then Oscar Zero, and then on the way back, stop at the one we didn't stop at, just to make sure that we got both of them in one trip. Just because. Why not? Yeah. Now all we have to do is convince our wives of this trip. I'm sure it'll be fine. We'll just or, we have to, or we have to take them with us. I, I mean, I'm sure it'll be fine. Plus Howie Jr., yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, man. Okay. <laughs> I think I got too much of that marker over here or something. <clears throat> got stuck in the repeater. Mm -hmm. So we here at Triple B 
are not afraid to bring and discuss topics that involve controversy. Uh-oh. Obviously, last week we discussed the plane ride from hell, which I watched mm-hmm. the behind the ring or uh, yeah, dark side of the ring episode on that. And uh, yeah, there was a little bit more to that story than than even we detailed last week. So <laughs> we won't waste another twenty minutes on it. But <clears throat> very interesting story to to check out. And again, like we discussed last week, all those things still come into play. But I see that you are curious about the controversy. With Marvel Crisis Protocol, yeah, you have uh, you have an update or something? Mm-hmm. We talked about yeah. this previously. Uh, we we haven't talked about it uh, previously. Uh, the reason it has the word update in it is because, um, well, to give it this way, Marvel Crisis Protocol is a skirmish war game produced by Atomic Mass Games, and recently they've been doing some updates to the game. And it's got their community a little divided, Kidder, on hmm. a couple of things. So, Interesting. Yeah. Um, Marvel Crisis Protocol, uh, it, it, it's a really interesting uh, game and system uh, where you get to build a team of either superheroes or supervillains. And as I said, it's a skirmish battle system. Uh, Atomic Mass Games is made up of a lot of people and designers and artists that I like from another company called Privateer Press who left uh, a couple years ago now and have gone into this and created their own company and venture. Uh, In fact, I actually have, if you see that really glowing bright blue box behind me, uh, I actually own a little bit of Marvel Crisis Protocol. It's actually, that's a box of terrain. Uh, So it's got a... uh, Basically a coffee shop, a dumpster, a couple of cars, some cool pieces, some cool pieces. Uh, anyway, so let's talk about, there, there's actually kind of like three things that the community has been about. Uh, the first is the company announced, and let me, let's share some screens. Little scat man, get it. How it finds a screen, it's gonna share screen. How it's gonna share screen, just get it. I think that worker really did a number on me. I'm over here scatting, man. This is ladies and gentlemen. I think we have lost the Mark Hitter. <laughs> but where did he go? <laughs> okay. Maybe no, it's not because I'm almost halfway through the second beer. Yeah, <sighs> no, We're having just... a few technical difficulties. So ah, there it is. And all right. So the first kind of part of this controversy uh involves and this this kind of came out a little bit before uh the company announced that they were going to start doing these rival 
packs. And the first one that they had is the one that I have up on the screen, uh, which is this set here, Spider-Man versus Dr. Octopus. Uh, it comes with two figures, this lovely set of, well, it's a display base, but you could also probably use it as some terrain, um, such. The reason that this kicked off uh, some controversy is these were two characters that have already been released. Uh, part of Atomic Mass Games' thought was, hey, these are more dynamic sculpts. So you can see Doc Ock and Spider-Man there. Uh, if I do this, there's the original Dr. Octopus uh, sculpt. So you can see... It's a lot better than the previous uh, Doc Ock sculpt. And there's the previous Spider-Man. The reason that people got upset is that this uh, Spider-Man on the set is actually the fourth sculpt of Spider-Man that this company has done. And you might go, well, what's to be upset about that? But you have a lot of these people who are like, We've already got Spider-Man. This is the fourth time. There are so many other characters. Why do we have to have another Spider-Man? So I mean, I'll be honest. I've been asking that about the movies for about 15 years, but that's just me. <laughs> I'm not a yeah. Spider-Man fan. I'm just not. Sorry. I like the Marvel stuff for the most part. <clears throat> yeah. So That was mean, cool. Yeah, this is the Miles Morales Spider-Man um, that's there. I think here's the other one that they have with Spider-Man swinging around a uh, antenna off of the table. Yeah, so they, they, you know, they've done some different poses and such with it. Spider-Man is still, to this day, the number one selling uh, hero in marvel comics so it makes sense why they would do so many spider-mans but yeah there's been a little bit of controversy about that so that was kind of the first controversy that came up with this the or is that just uh, because of insider trading Re really spider-man's the most sold because they make the most of him um you know, <laughs> Spider-Man has always sold well, and it's it's <clears throat> sold well really for a couple of things. Uh, one, it's since he was around, Spider-Man was kind of one of the first like teenage heroes. You know, there had always been teenage sidekicks, but this was a teenage hero. So here he is, a teenager trying to balance. Being a, a teenager, which anybody could tell you is difficult, with trying to be a hero. Um, so because of that, he's always related a lot more to kind of the kids and such, which is part of the reason he sells well. Uh, the other part is he's got just a phenomenal rogues gallery. Uh, Spider-Man villains are some of the best villains in the Marvel kind of whole universe. So that's why. That's why he's a, a big name uh, character and does so well. Anyway, so this was the first part of the controversy. Another Spider-Man sculpt. 
Well, then uh, Atomic Mass Games had their mini extravaganza, and really two things came out of it. The first was that they're going to go back and fix some of the original characters that they put out when they released the game because they have found that as they've added new characters, there's been power creep, rule changes, things like that, and some of their original characters are no longer viable in the game. So they're trying to fix that. And some people got a little upset with some of those changes. That's a pretty minor controversy. That always happens. Move on. But here, Kidder, this is the one I think you will really sink your teeth into. The other big controversy that came out of their mini extravaganza was they changed the design, the graphic design of the cards that come in the game. <laughs> okay. So here's the original card style. Okay. It is a profile layout. Has Basically, kind of all the stats and all the special abilities. The new card style looks like this. Oh, boy. Oh, no. It is the same size. It is now just a layout. You know, it, it's gone from portrait to landscape. And they've done a few things to make it easier to read. Pretty minor changes, really, if you ask me. But Kidder, there are people who are actively calling these cards the ugliest and worst cards in any game ever with these changes. I believe it. Yeah. I think they look better, truthfully. I don't know what your expert take is, but <clears throat> I mean, from from a card because this is a game, right? Like it's part Correct. of a, a game. Um, you know, from from a game standpoint, I think having the profile versus the portrait version is more commonplace, but also more I don't know more more of an easy time to play because you get well, these portrait ones and they're, they're they're nice you can hold them um but but the uh, landscape ones obviously harder to uh, to hold and then look at i will well, give it that I, I will... the font is much better on the new version and the I... titling much better yeah, and I will tell you, Kidder, these are mostly for reference, so it's not like you're holding them in a hand. Oh, okay. You would have them just laid out on. I a don't know what's going on. Yeah, it's so so <laughs> for for like gameplay, they're laying out on a table so you can look down and reference them. So it's not like you have to oh, hold okay. them as a hand of cards. So I don't know okay, if that changes. So I don't anything. know why there's a big deal. <laughs> Put them portrait or horizontal in the the picture. I don't care. Just, yeah. just make it landscape. Just done. This one it, looks way better than the last one. You can't even read that. I mean, that, I, I get what they're going for. Yeah. Still, it, it that that was the big reason for the change was this was hard. This card, the portrait style, was harder to read than this. This is easier to read. Um, and they the company 
has actually said we went with this one because it's easier for us to produce this in other languages but two it's easier for for people to read especially those who are colorblind so good calls you would think however when they when they said we're doing this to help people who are colorblind yes all the people who are colorblind are like yay thank you i can read these apparently though and i didn't know this but I, i've learned this since that uh if you are dyslexic uh sometimes certain colors on top of each other can can affect your um ability to read with dyslexia so people who were dyslexic looked at this and were like no this is horrible i can't read it now <laughs> oh boy so i it's one of those things, Kidder. I, I mean, this is a, to me, it, it's a quality of life change. And did it need to get, I mean, does it deserve the kind of ugliest cards in the world? No. You know, I, I, I don't believe that one iota. So that has been the controversy. I've been kind of laughing at people as they argue about cards and really as i said i've looked at them i think the new versions look great and really the only difference is their landscape and a few things to make it easier to read and i can appreciate that so i i just had to share that with you i, I don't like to like bash on my hobby and, and gamers but sometimes we are just a bit too particular about things and all it does is give others reasons to kind of make fun of us for our hobby i mean as i said to my wife we are a, a group a community you know a, a part of society that likes to take and play with little plastic men and pretend they're superheroes going pow bam bam kablowy you know <laughs> why are we arguing about the looks of a card I just, just don't get it. So, anyway, yeah. it's a controversy I've been following, and uh, yeah, it, it's just, it's just amazing. And you know, I, I mentioned Privateer Press; uh, they did a whole thing here. Uh, actually, it was yesterday. Thursday was the big announcement. They, they've been hinting at for a couple of months now this big announcement that was coming that was going to change the face of their uh two of their games war machine and hordes and they made that announcement and it was really that they announced kind of the same thing we're going to rebalance a lot of things and they were so bold as to go you know we're changing a lot of models here's our first list that we're putting out and sharing with you this is the nerf list this is everything we've nerfed and I, I, I have yet to see an angry comment about this. I like that community. Everybody's just like, okay, this is fair. This is fair. And it's just like, wow. You know, uh, so at least that, that's the comments. There might have been something I missed, but it's just a complete difference where you have one group where people are like, well, yep, you, you took some of my, my models and made them worse. But I'm okay with that because it's going to make for a better game versus you change the layout on my card. Flip the table. This is done. <laughs> done. <clears throat> yeah. So, yep. 
Yeah, I agree. I I feel it. I hear you. Yeah. How's your beer coming along? Pretty well. I've been doing a lot of talking, not a lot of drinking. Yeah. Trying to change that. Just just wondering for an update there, you know. Like is it is it good? Still good? Getting better? Good. Worse? I you know, I'm enjoying it. Enjoying it the same. Do you uh do you need a little extra scent? Work this in there? No. Just I, wondering I, if just I, wondering. I don't need I don't need the magnum. <laughs> <clears throat> it's still lingering. Oh, I... You know, I would have been okay with you if you hadn't opened it, you know? I mean, I yeah. I, I, was already laughing. You didn't need to do it. I know, but it's the shit I do for you. So there you go. I, I appreciate <laughs> it. Sacrificing myself and my personal well-being and health. <laughs> <clears throat> just for you and, and to get a damn joke across. <laughs> the things we do for content. I know. <clears throat> Hopefully people start liking this show. <laughs> hey, speaking of liking this show, not only can you find us online at beerbluesbs.com, but you can also click on the merch button. There's some new merch available. Right there on the website, just click merch at beerbluesbs.com. Check that out because uh, <clears throat> there might be something that you want to add to your closet, add to your collection. Maybe a glass. You can have a Beer Blues BS pint glass and drink with us. So if you uh, got one, hey, cheers, cheers to you. Thanks for joining the show. <clears throat> so... <clears throat> That thing's just lingering. I, I hold on. Okay. The Magnum uh, lives. Okay. <clears throat> I don't know. I I might die. I'm not sure yet. But let's try and continue. Let's let's continue this thing. I I do have breaking news, but I want to save it. For a little bit. It's a teaser. Hey, hey, you can't keep calling breaking news and then not break the news. Okay. Listen. Do you want do you want the news now? I, I'm well listen, I'm just gonna tell you if you're gonna keep saying we have breaking news coming up, I, I'm pretty sure Howard the ref's eventually gonna be, come on this show and be like, No, foul, you can't do that. It's not breaking news then. So the real question, has Howard the Ref visited all of the major news networks to tell them to stop doing that because it's wrong? No. Uh, Howard hasn't left the state in a while. <laughs> pandemic, man. Pandemic. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. The <coughs> Pandemic. All right. Pandemic. Uh, he's, uh, you know, listen, I mean, the guy basically is already – self-quarantining you know let's face it he was self-quarantined for years before <laughs> pandemic was even a thing <laughs> in fact i'm pretty okay. sure that he only really came out of retirement for this show and even then only really as a gimmick and a joke so yeah man that's mean to say of howard you just call, calling him a joke jeez <laughs> You're vicious. 
Must be something in that scotch beer. You know, it's one of those things. You ever notice that Howard Blues and Howard the Ref are never in the same place at the same time? I don't have to worry about this. Where did Spider-Man go? He's not here either anymore. This is ridiculous. I demand a recount. This is crap. All right. Let's, how about this? Breaking news! Let's just do it. Here it is. All right. I have breaking news as of two weeks ago, or three weeks ago, at this point. The Doctor Who realm at least in my world, is celebrating. Why, might you ask? Howard Blues, why? I, uh, I don't know. Well, Chris Chibnall, who's been the showrunner for a few years now, is departing the series. I think you and I have discussed that off the show at some point. Yeah. Mm. This also coincides with Jodie Whittaker, the 13th Doctor, exiting the role as uh, part of the tradition of being a Doctor for X number of years, like three seasons worth, essentially, and then leaving the show. So, today, as in three weeks ago when you're watching or listening to this, the BBC has announced breaking news that following Chris Chibnall's get the hell out of here because you screwed up Doctor Who, Russell T. Davies returns to the showrunner chair of Doctor Who and bringing hopefully back the good Who that you and I have so enjoyed over the uh, past year, uh, well, almost... 20 years since the new who came out and on top of it in 2023 is doctor who's 60th anniversary and so he will come back into the role before the 60th i'm hoping that it's an even bigger and better 60th than it was for the 50th which you know you and i discussed back you know a few years ago about it but <clears throat> I mean, where where do we go from here? Russell T. Davies back in the Who, man. Yeah, uh, I you know, I think it'll be uh, I think it'll be good. He has done a fantastic job of casting that role of Doctor Who, uh, and has a very good sense for storytelling. Um. You know, it, it, I, and just I, just for the reference, uh, as, as I'm sure that's what you were getting to uh, with part of this, but Russell T. Davies is essentially the one who brought Doctor Who back to television with Christopher Eccleston, and David Tennant brought him into the show. My favorite Doctor, <laughs> obviously, the best Doctor. So that's a side note. People are calling for David Tennant to be brought back in as the doctor. And I'm like, why not? Let's do it. I mean, he's 20 years older. 
not quite, but let's just do it. Um, two spinoff yeah. shows, uh, Torchwood and the Sarah Jane Adventures. Yeah. So Howard I, is displeased at the the tenth Doctor returning. Well, it's not that. I just there was something so well done about tenants exiting the show. I, I mean, I just like it's not that you can't bring him back. I just like you did such a lovely exit with him. I kind of would be, you know, it would be a tough thing to ever top. I don't mind if he reappears uh, like they actually did for the 50th, where it was kind of, you know, where they did the three doctors. That, fine, you know, that I would be okay with. I just don't, you know, it's like so much of him, that story was, you know, has, has kind of been closed, if that makes sense. And I just. Sure. You know, it would just remember. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Well, it would. The it damn would just... leg is getting us. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I, I kind of did pause. I was just gonna say, I. It would be. I, and I was trying to think of like what's a great example of, like a another character who, like the story arc was so good and so complete that it would just be bad if you brought him back. You know. I, I was trying to think of of another great example of that, um, but but that that would be my big fear, you know, is if you've if you've told such a good story and a complete arc with a character, and then you 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 bring them back, you kind of cheapen that that original run. It's kind of like some of these remakes that they're doing now or these reboots where it's like hey here's this old show you loved here we're bringing it back even though we we've done all this closure and and such and it was great here, here it is you, you need more of this and i'm just i don't if you went out on a good note stay gone you know and it's not it's not that i don't think tenant could play the role and rock the role and do amazing I just, I feel like they just, they've told his doctor's story so well. I just, I'd fear that they bring him back into that and then it's not as good. Mm -hmm. And then I'm disappointed. So that, that's my, my take. I mean. Sure. I will something... say that, uh, remember there's the, the doctor clone, if you will, that, uh, isn't the doctor. It's you know the 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 tenant who is living out there with uh with rose yeah i mean and they could, again they could do something with that and i'd be fine with it mm -hmm. i just i just fear this idea of like him coming back and hey it's the 10th doctor back you know i that's where i would have some kind of issue I think wobbledy wobbly grimity grimity <laughs> yeah so and it'll also be interesting i mean russell t davies run on it was good but i think it also helped 
um, I, I know you're not going to probably agree with me on this. Moffat! That's exactly where I was going with it. Uh, <laughs> some of the best episodes of the Russell T. Davies run are Stephen Moffat episodes. You know, when you think of episodes like Blink, um, that's one, The Library is another one. I mean, uh, The Girl in the Fireplace is another one. Uh, you know, Moffat wrote some amazing episodes for Tenant in the Russell T. Davies greater storyline. Um, so that would be interesting. Not, that's not to say that Russell T. Davies didn't write some amazing episodes. I mean, I think everybody enjoyed Bad Wolf mm -hmm, and that mm -hmm. storyline. Uh, I was just lot. going to say all the interwoven Bad Wolf everything everywhere and once you're past that point and have watched it and then you go back and watch again you're like holy crap it's everywhere it's awesome yeah i love uh, that uh yeah davies was good at that moffat was good at that i mean it, it, moffat's first c series with um with the 11th doctor actually was very good i know not a lot of people like the 11th doctor some people think he's a bit too goofy and i can... yes i think just me yeah. <laughs> most a lot of people like like uh matt smith as the 11th doctor it, you know i'm okay with him it, it it's fine yeah I just... I, matt, matt smith i i think would be absolutely fine like i i, I don't hate him it's not my favorite don't hate him um i think where i got a little tired of it was i i feel like moffat had a very good like one very good season like that first one was really good really sharp writing and then he tried to do it again and it got worse and then by like the third one he was just taking interesting titles and making up episodes because I, I and i know he did that he said it in an interview where he's like Dinosaurs on a spaceship. Let's make an episode about that. I've been that. waiting for it. I didn't want to ruin it. I was holding back so much. Dinosaurs on a spaceship. Why? I... Now, the idea could be quite detailed, or the idea could be a title. Dinosaurs on a spaceship. Dinosaurs on a spaceship. That was it. Yeah, I, that's where he jumped the shark. You know, as I said, first season, jumped very the well written. And then he tried to reproduce it, tried to reproduce it. And then, yeah, got to the point where it's just dinosaurs on a uh, spaceship. He's also one of the ones that started the whole, like, we need to, like, continually age the doctor. You know, so it's like, and he's, you know, stood there and fought for Christmas for a thousand years. It's like. Why? Why? I mean, he started it. It continued into like the Capaldi era where it's like, and the doctor punched through this wall for a million years. It's like. And just remember that he stuck around for most of the Capaldi stuff. It, he did. And um, I liked Capaldi too. But again, yeah, that's where we're, again, we're starting to see that just. Uh, he 
he was running out of steam. Right. And I wish somebody else would have come in and taken over to finish with Capaldi or have Capaldi continue because he was fantastic as the doctor. The mm -hmm. eyes. The eyes, you know. <clears throat> There's that. But it took took him a while to find the role. Like it, yeah. it, it took him a while to, to really get into it and then he was off. Um but I mean that that's the challenge I think for anybody stepping into that doctor role. Mm -hmm. Uh Matt or is Smith, it bad actually, writing? Uh little of A, little of B. Um hmm. because I, I think you're trying to shape what that doctor is, and I think it's I would I'd like to say that the first episodes are kind of loosely written to kind of let the actor kind of help set that tone and then they can kind of like like they click. Like if you if you watch Tenet's first episode, it's not great. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's kind of it was kind of weak, but I I think that the writing took some some keys off of his performance and his take on the doctor and it, it just got better and better and better and better and better. And I, I saw that happen with Capaldi, you know, like the first bit was rough and then they kind of found the voice of his doctor and it, it went Matt Smith. They were a little bit better on like they kind of, they were all over the place with him. <laughs> uh, but I think that that was Matt Smith's portrayal. Like hmm. I think he wanted to be, more of the the zany doctor uh like a sylvester mccoy doctor uh much much more out there much more uh zany we're like tenant is much more of a tom baker uh style where it it's that aloof that goofiness but it's hiding a very sharp intelligence and a very uh mean and vicious temper uh and such and that's that's why i think like i i'm a big tom baker fan i love his episodes and it's yeah him and tenet are, are very close to me uh eccleson's kind of the same way i wish they would have done more with his doctor um in the tv sense yeah i i i, I didn't mind eccleson i just don't like he didn't quite get the the epic story run that some of the others have gotten because Eccleston was only there for a season. Um, Not even. <laughs> yeah. So it. Yeah. Eccleston is also one of those guys I would love to see play James Bond. Just gonna throw that out there. Mm -hmm. That'd be interesting. I th I think you know jumping onto that topic real quick i think that uh he's unfortunately too old for the role at this point i i mean just just because he's he has to be older than uh why can't i think of his name right now the current portrayal of james bond <clears throat> and you'll crash uh, it's I need more sleep at night or something. Yeah, Daniel Craig. Uh, let Thank me you. Yes. Uh, Daniel, me. <laughs> so, so Daniel Craig is 53 years old. Okay. And then... Stats man on the fly. 
Yeah, it, give me a sec. Uh, Eccleson is actually 57, so he's only four years older. Hmm. Okay. Maybe it's so, just because he grew out his beard and it's all gray and stuff. <laughs> Maybe that's why. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I just saw that photo of him, uh, and that is uh, yeah, he, yeah, he definitely has a beard. He's yeah. uh, he's changed. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you that. I mean, he is very youthful looking in 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 the Who. Doctor, Doctor Who. Oh, here we go. Yep, and he's got the the beard compared mm -hmm. to the old Doctor days. I mean, yeah. I, I liked the the action Doctor, the on the run Doctor. We're we're doing things, Doctor. And yeah, I, I mean, his time was cut short. I feel. Um. It's kind of a a little bit of a heart wrench for me because then it led to David Tennant taking over, and uh, now it's my three and a half seasons of Doctor Who that I love. And I got yeah. the... They finally came out with the Blu-ray set of the David Tennant collection. Oh. So now I have the... Because they came out with the first season in the U.S. of the new Who with Christopher Eccleston as the main point. And then they didn't come out with any of the rest. Yeah. So then they came out with the David Tennant collection and I'm like, finally, because now I have the rest basically seasons two, three, and four. And I already had the specials on Blu-ray. So got to watch those yet, but all right. Mm -hmm. Um, the only thing that uh, I wanted to end this uh, topic on was that Jodie Whittaker, who is, again, the 13th Doctor, and she has some really good moments, but the writing is terrible. I, 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 I hate it. You know, I, uh, I haven't watched any of her um, performance. I've, I've been off of Who for a while. Not that I, I dislike Who or anything like that um but again no cable so uh i don't really have a source for doctor who right now i used to come down and i mean lefty and i came down and watched with you uh all the time and uh, let's face it I, i've gotten too busy to try and keep up with that so mm -hmm. i i kind of dropped off mid capaldi we come down for like the Christmas special and some of those. So I've seen some of them, but yeah, I've been off of who for quite a while. Haven't really seen anything of the Jody Whitaker run, but from what I hear it, it has suffered from some really terrible writing. And so I'm kind of okay with, I've missed most of it. So uh, nothing against her. I think she's a fantastic actress, but if you are given nothing but garbage, it's it's hard. I actually watched um, Kidder a YouTube video of somebody breaking down like her first episode, and yeah, it uh, it was enough where I was like, I'm kind of okay if I've missed most of this. <laughs> you know, it was it's like oh ooh, and again. You can sometimes only do 
so much with what you're given. And I just, from everything I hear, the scripts just haven't been good and just haven't been interesting. So they're more of the um, uh, let's cry for social justice, let's over the top, shove it down your throat, let's shove this kind of the story writing we've talked about for various shows in recent times. It's like over the top, specifically. Let's bring this out because I have a a, 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 <clears throat> a meaning that I feel is important, and you know what? I have a medium to shove it down your throat, and so I'm going to do that. There's been some brilliant moments, and she really tries to act through it. I mean, uh, the it wasn't a Christmas special this year; it was a it was on uh, New Year's Day, if I remember correctly, but it was it. It was a holiday special. Can't have a Christmas special anymore because it's, it's got to be a holiday special. But it, 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 I don't know. I'm I'm frustrated in in that she is such a great actor, and the the things that she could do, like if we took back in time because the timey whiny thing, put her instead of David Tennant as the 10th Doctor, she would have done probably just as well as David Tennant did being put in that role. Because the stories weren't, I gotta clob you over the head with social justice and right and wrong and gender equality and this and that. You don't have to talk about that all the time. If you want to have an episode here and there about different things, or maybe, you know what? There's just two characters who live in here who like each other, no matter what their race or their sex, and they just get along and they have their own relationship, and that is what it is. Even the main character and somebody else. Whatever. You explore that briefly, boom, there it is. It shows up here and there. It's part of the storyline. Nope, here's 60 minutes that I'm going to bash you over the head with this topic. I mean, why? Oh, I have a medium to do it, and I feel it's a social justice cause. Well, calm down. I mean, you can write about other things. Uh, clearly, you can write about dinosaurs on a spaceship. So there's other things that you can write about. Like, the holiday special was very interesting this year. The doctor's finally caught and is sentenced for all of her quote-unquote crimes across time, and she is sent to prison. Crazy, right? How does she get out of prison? What happens? She's in a cell next to a, a weeping angel. And she's in a cell next to a, a member of the silence. Who are they? Well, go check out Doctor Who. Start it from the new Who Series 1 if you really want to get a, an introduction to Doctor Who. And then if you really like that, check out the, the old Who, if you were. Skip around to some of the Doctors and see what they did back in the day. I mean, it's, it's just an introduction. And, and there's so much Who out there. Yeah. Well, and 
you know, it's one of those things. I, I believe I'm the one that introduced you to Doctor Who. Yes. Because I, I grew up with, like, Doctor Who was the crazy, weird sci-fi show that was on, like, PBS at, like, midnight. <laughs> so I saw it as a kid. And I in, at that time, they were doing uh, Tom Baker episodes. So I, I had a, a, a knowledge of who Doctor Who was. Um, and had seen some episodes when, you know, you stayed up late and it's like, what on earth is this trippy thing? I only had like two channels. The others are infomercials. What is this thing? Uh, and I have then kind of sought out and, and found bits and pieces of it. But then, yeah, I it, it was in college. I started watching uh, The Tenant kind of runs. Uh, the Sci-Fi Channel would do had the rights to show them and would do marathons of them. And I started watching and those and uh, got you hooked on it and, mm -hmm. and such. So, yeah. Um, but that, that's why I say, like, I, I like Tom Baker. I've gone back and watched some of those old series. I tried to show you some of those. I know sometimes, like, the special effects on the old Doctor Who, <laughs> they were doing the best they could. But, you know. They're out there. That's for sure. It's, it's it's clearly sometimes where the monster is clearly a guy in a cardboard box with like dryer venting hosing for arms. I'm, uh -huh, uh -huh. I mean, I mean, if you've ever wondered why the Daleks have a plunger for an arm, uh -huh. eh, what do we got? <laughs> hey, speaking of that, to victory, exterminate. There it is. Yeah, and and there since since it's showing. There's the crest right there. Figure since it's right there, it's usually behind me, but there yeah. it is. Yeah. Um, so. But uh, I just wanted to throw out a quick thing too, since you mentioned the old Who and watching the old Who for free. Go to Pluto TV. Just search Pluto TV, and I don't think you even have to create an account to watch their uh, services but it's like a tv network uh there's apps for your phone for your smart devices and uh, obviously you can watch it through a browser but pluto tv there's a doctor who channel and it shows just the old who and they show them all back to back to back to back to back i think there's some commercials in there but it's all of the old who episodes so you can see just like how he was talking about there with Tom Baker and the jelly babies and things like that and the scarf and everything. So check that out, Pluto TV. Just a quick cheap plug for them. Um, they also have a Star Trek channel, FYI. So fantastic. Uh, before we move off of the Doctor Who topic, Jodie Whittaker again leaving the series in 2022 according to um the article from the bbc and part of the information they released uh today is that well first of all russell t davies has to decide who's the new doctor who takes over for jody whitaker and as we know it's very secretive Nobody knows about it aside from pretty much the the doctor 
Russell T. Davies or the other showrunners and maybe one or two other people. It's, it's crazy how they do that. So that's uh, one thing. And then number two, there's uh, one more six-part series and three 2022 specials that will be released. So it doesn't specifically say, but part of it does, that he resumes his role as the show prepares the 60th anniversary in 2023. So it kind of sounds like you and I are going to go on another dry spell waiting for more Doctor Who. But we'll just have to see how it goes. So there's your breaking news Who update for this episode of the Triple B. So thanks. How about we talk about something more familiar to the viewers or listeners of this podcast? And that'll be wrestling! How about it? Well, yeah. Or did you I have see, something to add? I well, no, no. I got, I got, I have nothing to add. Um, <laughs> okay. I was just looking at the run sheet. I see we have yeah. uh, that you want to talk about both promotions. Well, I, I added that in there partially so we don't forget, but I wanted to just mention it. Okay. Because it's it's Sunday. So then the thought becomes maybe at the point of this episode's released, it's back in time where we released the special edition Extreme Rules pay-per-view show. And you, and you froze. You froze it like this. So I don't know if you're trying to punch me in the face or feel like that's a good idea. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it, it was a good idea. Um because okay. I, I I do kind of like with the pay-per-views getting that info out uh, sooner rather than later. Yeah. So. And it's fun to, and then it's, there it is. We get it out. So yeah. let's uh, discuss night one of the Grand Slam for all elite wrestling. And that is Dynamite. That happened Wednesday. I I, I was just gonna say, Kidder, uh, just to to interrupt, because uh, episode twenty five came out tonight yeah. as we're recording this, and in there we were talking about AEW, and I had mentioned that every now and then that A AEW builds to kind of these almost pay per view quality shows, but it's. On TNT, and this is the first time you've gotten to check out one of these special TV offerings. Um, so I, I just wanted to throw that out there to also say I'm really interested to hear what you think of this and this kind of interesting format of breaking away from a little breaking away from a little bit the regular show format and doing just on regular TV, basically a pay-per-view level event. So I, I am really curious, but I wanted to throw that out there, what this was, very quickly. Now I'm going to go back to drinking this very really smeared <laughs> off lemonade that you gave me months ago. Not quite 12 ounces if I remember correctly. Uh, you'd be correct. Like 11.2. Like, not even close. 
<laughs> you got an eighth of an ounce stolen from you. <clears throat> That's why I like to bring that up every time. So, first thing, my reaction to the show, holy shit. Yeah, I said it. Uh, the, they opened the show with Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega. Wasn't even a title match. It was just, I'm going to fight you, Kenny Omega, because you're a dick. Okay. 30-minute time limit. They kicked each other's asses all over the place. Brian Danielson uh, and Kenny Omega were exchanging chops back and forth. So it was halfway through the match, and Brian Danielson's chest, like his whole chest, looked like the countertop behind you. Like, he was basically bleeding out of his chest. Not quite, but, I mean, it's got to hurt. Yeah. Some freaking awesome moves. Looked like he was going to have his neck ripped in half several times from these moves. Absolute A-plus match. 30, I'm like, one minute remaining. 30 seconds remaining, and they're still beating the hell out of each other. I'm like, this is going to draw. This is going to draw. Ding, 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 ding. And they're still beating the crap out of each other. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> yep. All the zebras come out and separate them. But, yeah, a draw. 30-minute match. Absolute hell of a match. Up, down, back and forth. Great, great quality match. And that what, started the show. And what did you think of the the whole draw? Because that doesn't really happen in WWE. If if you're gonna get a a draw, a tie, it's usually something stupid like a double count out. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious what mm -hmm. you thought of this because this is one of those things that AEW does different than WWE. Every match has a time limit, and it's announced, you know, at the beginning of each match. You know, the next match scheduled for Just 20 minutes. Yeah. So I just was kind of curious, Kidder, what you thought of kind of a time limit draw on something like this that wasn't an because it is originally WWE fans and kind of growing up with that, you know, again, you only got a draw in a double count out or some screwy finish like that. Or like an Iron Man match is the only time that you really got to the limits of things. And even then, then they're going to sudden death. So I'm just kind of curious what your thoughts were on this idea of matches that can go to a draw. Well, I tell you what there, Howie Blues. Kind of pissed me off. Because I'm like, it's got to finish. But then I'm like, you know what? It has to be that way. Because what happens now? They have a feud. They're going to kick each other's asses all over the place, here and there, and maybe for the title, and we'll see what happens from there. And there's a bigger feud because uh, after the match, all of uh, the, who the hell are they, Kenny Omega's friends, the, 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 elite. the elite, they all came down and they beat the hell out of Brian Danielson, and then Christian Cage came out with... Uh, uh, some of the other members that they're associated with and uh, kind of tried back and forth, whatever. So 
there was a little bit of those shenanigans going on. So, in the terms of like watching and wanting it, I really wanted to, to see a finish, whether I'd be disappointed or not. But a draw, nobody lost. So, on to the on to the next uh, show pay per view title run, whatever the case is. So uh, it's different and I'll mm -hmm. give them that. Yeah. I, I think that that's the, the interesting thing is they're going to use this to, to build because now you want to see, you want to, you want to finish between these guys and you're going to have the Kenny Omega fans and the Brian Danielson fans bickering over who was better. Who was winning that match? And uh, yeah, it it gets people now interested to see the next time these guys meet. So, which mm -hmm. might be the next pay per view. So, the next quarter, they have some time, uh, and that's where again factions, Kidder, factions. You're seeing factions collide. You could mm -hmm. have these guys once again tie up in this faction warfare. And that's okay. You can still save these guys for a big event or the next one of these kind of specials. You might even see it. So, yeah, I, I like it as a storytelling element. It, to me, is... It's good. I like it. Yeah, me too. Um, so let's go on to the, the, the next match. MJF. And that's Maxwell Jacob Friedman. I could say something, but uh, I'll save that. He just kind of uh, there's something up with him. Uh, versus Brian Pillman Jr. This match was pretty good, uh, especially after watching the story of Brian Pillman and seeing Brian Pillman Jr. in the story. On Dark Side of the Ring. This one, uh, again, like I said, not too bad of a match. Uh, MJF coming out on top and uh, doing some wonderful work as a heel. Um, he is definitely good uh, in driving that heat. People just love to hate him. Mm -hmm. So that was uh, the second match. Third match was Malachi Black. And my son Cody Rhodes, uh, my son Cody Rhodes is coming down to the ring, and Cody Rhodes elevated out of the ring, and he's wearing the red, white, blue American dream sort of sort of ring apparel there. And then that's right, Brandy Rhodes, she came out too. And then on Anderson, the enforcer was over there, and they came down to the ring. Sorry, went a little dusty there. This match was good. Um, they, a uh, week ago, for, as of uh, this recording, beat the hell out of each other up through the crowd. And uh, match was pretty good, but it was quick. And Malachi Black picked up the victory to a uh, big surprise to Cody Rhodes' return. And, of course, what everybody thought was going to happen. Yeah, uh, just just for your knowledge, Kidder, because I know uh, I know a little bit more predating your following AEW. 
Uh, Malachi Black, in his debut match against Cody Rhodes, squashed him. Like, it was a two- to five-minute match. Like, Malachi Black just squashed Cody Rhodes. Uh, This one went a little bit longer, and uh, as one commentator pointed out that I was listening to, uh, you actually saw towards the end of the match, you started to see Cody starting to figure out Malachi Black and start to have some actual decent offense. So I would I would bet you're going to get a third match out of this, and I, I would say you're going to get Cody to win, and that they're telling this story of Malachi Black comes in, crushes him. Next time, Cody gets a bit better. Third time, Cody is able to pull it off. But that's an example of decent and good and subtle storytelling that helps tell a bigger story. So I just wanted to point that out. Um, because I thought that was that's the kind of stuff you won't find in the WWE, at least not anymore. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I mean that was like a three to five minute match. It was it was very short. Yeah. And like I said, Arn Anderson was out there, Brandy Rhodes was out there. Brandy Rhodes was kind of uh doing a little uh I don't know what did JR say, directing. <laughs> that would JR used to say. Well, yep. Little diversion tactic, but yep, Malachi Black when picking up the win there. Next match, tag team match, FTR, uh, formerly the Revival. <laughs> we'll say it for our family friendly rating uh, against Sting and Darby Allen. Uh, of course, Darby Allen uh, got to see him in uh, CM Punk's first return or match returning on pay-per-view. And uh, this was a hell of a match too. Uh, FTR brought out, uh, and I just blanked his frick, Tully Blanchard. So Tully Blanchard has been kind of a manager to FTR or a valet, I guess. And uh, he was out there along with, uh, Sting and Darby Allen. Sting had a uh, little bit of shenanigans with him because they go way back to the pre-WCW days. Uh, Sting and Darby Allen pick up the victory here. Uh, good finish on it. Sting putting uh, the submission on and Darby Allen doing the coffin drop. So some, some good action there. Uh, There's an interview or a promo from CM Punk getting people amped up for... Tonight's episode of Rampage live is a part of the second night of the Grand Slam, a two-hour live episode of Rampage, his first television wrestling match in seven years against a, a member of Team Taz. Uh-huh. I I did want to jump back just one uh, bit of stuff I've been hearing about the FTR Sting Darby Allen. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was some uh, some people who were complaining that FTR should not have been in this position to uh, to lose to Sting and Darby Allen. Like you should have put another tag team in it. Um, but I did hear some others who said, actually, they're a great team to be in here to guarantee that it was a good match and to help you know elevate. Sting and Darby Allen. So I just want to put that in there that there's been some uh, kind of back and forth within the those 
armchair bookers who sit here and well, they should be booking in like this. And I was the guy in charge. We'd be doing this and just to just to throw that out there because i know every now and then we like to talk a little bit about the controversy and people talking about stuff so i just want to throw that out there controversy yes so uh cm punk actually uh with his promo and he said it in the promo but it is actually true like he was supposed to come out as mean angry cm punk uh from all reports he was actually supposed to come out fired up and pissed, pissed off, and, off. <laughs> and uh when his music hit and you know the crowd popped and all of that uh it he had a hard time being mean and angry. like he, he he did it very well like he changed his promo to better reflect kind of that that change of heart and all of that um i actually watched his promo uh wow yeah I try and catch a few highlights and, and snippets here and there because I know you're watching AEW. So I, I like to be able to, you know, chat back and forth and at least know some stuff. Have a so. conversation. That's have a very, converse, very have nice a conversation. Which is why I've been like having stuff to add to all this stuff, even though like I'm. You didn't get watching. to see the whole thing. Yeah. I, I didn't get to watch any of this. Oh, this is all <laughs> me kind of. Spitballing. He's this spitballing. Is, this is me all reading reports and listening to commentators <laughs> and all of this. So I'm like, I can talk intelligently about this. This one yeah. person said something. <laughs> that's right. Listen, if I can't watch the show, I might as well research it so that I have some knowledge of what happened and, and all of that. So I'll just have yeah. to forward a bunch more clips <laughs> of the show over to you like I did last time. For that's the, right. I uh, can, I can all find out. them. <laughs> I know. I know. You're an adult who knows how to use the internet. I know. <laughs> I will say though that FTR came out. Their trunks were the uh, NWO style of the spray paint box, and at FTR, yeah, <sighs> it's just funny. Um, after that one, the main event. For the evening, the AEW Women's World Championship. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, versus Ruby, 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 Ruby Soho. This one, uh, I honestly thought Ruby was going to come in and uh, not steamroll Britt Baker, but really just lay the bricks to her and then get the title. That would have been the WWE thinking and the WWE mentality of it. What did they do? Had a great match. And Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, picks up the victory for the main event. And that's all, folks. Thank you for joining us for AEW Dynamite Grand Slam. We'll see you again coming up this Friday for AEW Rampage right here on TNT. Good night, everybody. Now, if I... If I'm not mistaken, Kidder, this one had kind of a screwy finish, and it was it was not by no means a clean finish. Correct. Yes, and, it, it uh, wasn't a DQ finish. It was a a pin finish. But yes, uh, Britt Baker had two of her clan mates, or shall we say, stable mates, with her. 
Yes, they, they were there. There were some shenanigans and uh, uh, chair shot, I believe, or some stupid thing. And, and so, yes. Yeah, I, I bring this up because, again, uh, the one bit of uh, commentary and such that I've been hearing about this was uh, there are some people out there who would have liked to have seen Britt Baker win this clean uh, just to help raise the prestige of the title. Um, you know, it, champions can can build prestige for their titles by who they fight and how they win. And when you're Britt Baker and you're just having kind of these non-clean finishes all the time, that doesn't make you a great champion, right? Uh, you, you need to actually pin some people clean to do it. And, and so that's the one commentary thing that I was I heard on this was that there were some people who wanted to just see her win a match clean and elevate her her title and and put a little uh, a bit more prestige on it. So I just wanted to share that. That's that's the what I'm here yeah, on the webs. So overall, uh, watching this and you know a portion of all out the actual pay per view. Uh, both on the same level of quality and uh, sportsmanship. The arena or ring was a little bit weird because how they had it set up, the ramp goes flush with the, the ring. And they've I'm like, a... why? Uh, they've done that a couple of uh, times in places. It, they, they, yeah. It's not I get the first it's different. Yeah. It's different. Takes away the crowd interaction to, you know, the whole high five and on the way down and like, look at this sign or whatever. Like, it kills that for me. Oh, hey, he finished the pink lemonade. That's so basic of you. That's just basic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, and I, um, and I didn't, again, see anything of it, but. I think where, yes, you're right, it cuts down on some of the fan interaction. I, I think it allows them every now and then to do some different spots. So it, yep. it, it kind of all gets down to how they uh, how they use it. So There was it's, a lot of that. So I, I did appreciate how it was different. Yeah. So. No, it sounds like you uh, like you enjoyed it, and uh, it'll be interesting to hear what you think of uh, Rampage, and maybe that has already been covered in a special bonus episode of Extreme Rules. We already <laughs> talked about it. Might already be there at this be point. Yeah, check it out. At this point, <laughs> Mr. Howard has probably put something up here to go. Yeah, go check it out. Just check that thing out. I don't know why we're talking like this. Because that's what we do about being shady about the future. <laughs> yep. yep. Anyway. <laughs> Quick preview of Extreme Rules. A, a preview of the episode, the bonus episode that is already out, but is now being <laughs> talked about because timey, wimey, wibbly, wobbly. Why not? Uh, Becky Lynch current champion uh, against Bianca Belair for the singles match rematch for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, 
Also, Damian Priest, the current United States champion, against Jeff Hardy, against Sheamus. A triple threat match for the WWE United States Championship. Uh, next on the card, Charlotte Flair, the current champion, against Alexa Bliss. A singles match for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. Then moving along to Roman Reigns, the current champion, with Paul Heyman against the Demon Finn Balor. An Extreme Rules match at Extreme Rules, the pay-per-view for the WWE Universal Championship. Also the only match with a stipulation. Mm -hmm. For the one night the WWE goes extreme. Goes extreme! For one match. One I mean, match. why Sorry. not? You know, have a have a whole pay-per-view. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, you might you know, as well... Match, uh, oh, you might as well call it Judgment Day, or Payback, yeah. or Capital Punishment, or Bad Blood. No or... way out. Yeah. But yeah. to call it Extreme Rules, so that they can use that stupid tagline of the one night WWE goes extreme, oh and there's one match one with a stipulation. Stupid match. I... Mm. The next match uh, listed on uh, this card, the Usos, Jimmy and Jay, who are the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, against the Street Profits, that is Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford. A tag team match for the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Champions of the World. So we'll have to see. And then, what is more extreme then a one-on-one -on -one regulation singles match. Liv Morgan versus Carmella. Regulation. So we'll see what happens there. Your preview coming up in the past, because it's already happened in your world, watching this, listening to this, because it's already out as a bonus episode, so make sure you check that out if you haven't seen it. Then you can find out our predictions, our thoughts, as if you couldn't tell how, how much we're thinking about this already. And uh, on top of that, the post-show reaction. We'll get all that done Sunday, 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 Sunday for Extreme Rules. And uh, for those of you who are now listening to this episode, it's in the archives. Go back. Check it out. You probably want to watch it on YouTube to, to see how disappointed we are at the end of the show. <laughs> get, get, get her, get her. I'm, I'm going to need like five more of these to get through this. Like five more. Of just those or like actual alcohol? Well, you know, I would prefer something actually good. Um, you know. I mean, it's good and sugary. It'll give you gut rot if you drink enough of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I have plenty of beer that is currently cold waiting in the fridge. Do you, do, you, do you need me to bring any IPAs? Because I, I got I have, more mystery. I got more mystery machine upstairs. Huh? Do you, do you need some more IPAs, Skinner? I can bring them. I got them. My head hurts. No. 
No, I'm good. I'm good. I, I actually still have one IPA. I was able to get rid of one IPA last weekend. So, only one left to go. Hmm. Hmm. I'm, I'm not pouring it out. I'm, I can't. That's alcohol abuse. It just can't happen. Yeah. So let's let's talk about something like happier. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah, to, like music. Uh, well, let's talk music. I, I I know what you're throwing to. Unfortunately, Kidder, I, I don't know that uh, it's a happy topic. Um, so oh, it was, it's not a happy topic. Yeah. No. Uh, what Kidder is sitting at on the run sheet. Um, it was announced today on uh, Blues Traveler's official uh, Facebook page because we've been we've been following. If, if for those who maybe don't remember, go back a couple of episodes. Uh, we we talked about the fact that Blues Traveler was involved in a uh, crash on their way to Rochester, Minnesota. Uh, their bus crashed. Um, and John Popper has been having leg pain since then. And so today they they put out uh, this statement, which I'm putting up on the screen now so Kidder can read it as well. But Blue Traveler said, uh, we are very sad to announce the cancellation of the remainder of our 2021 tour dates due to the injury John Popper sustained in our recent bus accident. Uh, ticket refunds are available at the point of purchase. So... Unfortunately, uh, if you were looking forward to catching Blues Traveler uh, during 2021 on their current tour uh, with their newest album, Traveler's Blues, unfortunately, uh, they've had to cancel. Um, so I'm hoping John Popper recovers and recovers quickly. Um, but I, I know I was reading some of his stuff where he was talking about uh, – he was having pain in his leg and even in his knee and was having a hard time walking even with use of his cane and uh, even sitting. It's so like if he tried to sit during a, a set, even that was painful. So um, what's he went going in on there. Yeah. I know he went in and got an MRI. I didn't see where he had posted any sort of results, but this was the next thing I saw. So I'm guessing that there's some, um, some serious damage from that bus accident. So hoping he makes a quick recovery, but uh, some sad news if you are um, looking forward to catching Blues Traveler live. So just wanted to just share that as an update. I know Kidder was hoping for some happy news, but uh, yeah. It's unfortunate. I mean, you know, the good thing is that uh, as far as uh, I'm aware, everybody is alive and, and, you know upright for the most part so there there is that portion of it so um hopefully speedy recovery for uh, everyone involved there and uh, same thing with the the non-point group that we mentioned about uh, their crazy uh, crash that happened so let's let's end on a high note then with the music volbeat is releasing a brand new album and their new single is currently available uh other music news that i've uh, seen here uh, real quick is my darkest days has released released to canada uh 
a previously unreleased track. You could find that on Spotify. And uh, the Metallica Blacklist is available for purchase. That's uh, the remakes or covers of a whole bunch of Metallica songs from the Black Album, which was released. And I wanted to clarify, because, you know, we're all about the fact-checking on the Triple B. I just wanted to clarify that uh, even though we thought that it was exactly the 30th anniversary of the original release of the Black Album, no, that came out in August of 1991, so not September. It was August, so I just wanted to mention that. Got so excited. Just couldn't remember. Should have known it was August. Just, just want to hey. own up to that. I was going to say, Kidder, did you see that that uh, that album has risen on the charts? And I think I saw somewhere where uh, the the reissue of the Black Album was number one on rock charts again. I may be mistaken, but I, I could have sworn I saw a news article at some point in the last few days when I've been searching the news. And bring it up because yeah i thought you were going to bring it up so truthfully ah i hadn't seen that article but since you mentioned it you are correct there howie blues that metallica the black album remaster is number one on the top rock albums chart so there's that yeah. Uh, another interesting piece of news, a little late for anybody who's listening to this, but uh, I don't know if you also saw this, Kidder, uh, but our friends over with the band Saul, uh, they were supposed to be performing at Rebel Rock uh, down in Orlando, Florida uh, for a festival, and Rebel Rock got canceled, uh, and the guys not wanting to disappoint people uh, wanting to still be able to provide and rock out and have a great show since they were down there, actually performed tonight a free pop-up uh, concert at Ace Cafe in Orlando, Florida. Just so that... I saw that, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was worth mentioning because uh, it just goes to show those are some some guys who who love to rock, love to entertain people, and we're not going to allow uh, a, a canceled festival to ruin their trip i mean they're already having a tough time they're supposed to be touring with non-point and with all of the disasters going on point saul has been having a tough time with this tour um i've just got to say so uh but i'm glad to hear that they were able to find a venue and were able to go out and rock and entertain the folks so i just thought i would share that as well um yeah i saw a couple of the photos from it looked like a hell of a time so wish that it could have been up here but you know what I missed out on that. And why did I miss out on that? Well, you'll find out if you go watch that bonus episode right here on the uh, YouTube channel or beerbluesbs.com. Well, uh, Metallic, the, the Metallica album, uh, by the way, the uh, original is still on the Billboard 200 chart. It has returned to number nine since the first time in 1992 when it was up uh, on the 200 for four weeks 
after its release in 1991. Hmm. So there's a quick little thing. Uh, let's see. What do we got here? There's a whole bunch of different. Oh, the blacklist. Okay. That's what it's talking about. So that's the, the compilation album with covers from the black album, uh, hard rock albums, talk top rock albums and billboard 200 at, uh, so hard rock albums is number eight top rock albums at number 22 and the billboard 200 it's number 123 on there uh, number two on the compilation albums chart hmm. so it's at least up there so yeah. <sighs> aside from that you're gonna say the line i, I was like, i was about to say look like you're gonna it, say the line I, I was gonna say it i was geared up i was geared up it was on the tip of my tongue. I was gonna gonna give it the old uh, big show. Well, well we've been it's talking. All right. It's talking too damn long. It's time to wrap it up. It's a really long show tonight. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's every time. Please don't sue us for this bad singing. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Kidder, we've been talking for quite a while. It's time we should wrap this up. Why don't you hit the the fans out there with some cheap plugs? I can't. Well, I'm not going to hit them because then they're not going to come back and they're not going to buy from our merch store. So maybe I'll just I'll just toss hey, these at them. You, you can, can catch them, them a easily. Nice soft, like a nice soft pillow. You know, it's mm -hmm. more more of a more of a gentle, playful tap. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And if you'd like a pillow, they're available with various styles in the merch store, beerbluesbs.com. Yes, we have throw pillows on there. You're probably wanting to throw one of them at us right now. But you go check it out for yourself at beerbluesbs.com. You just click on that merch button right there at the top. So, <laughs> what? Did I kill you? I, Are you okay? I, I, I got it. Sorry, I got to write something down. I got, I got the intro line for next week. Uh, <laughs> okay, should I wait? No, you, no. you got no, it. No, you you keep going. I'm gonna write this down next week, guys. My intro line. It, it, it it's it's coming. It's coming. So that just... intro's on fire. What is it? You'll have to tune in next time. So let's continue with some cheap plugs. BeerBluesBS.com, again, our website and uh, our home for everything beer, blues, and BS. On top of that, you know what? If you would, drop by Facebook, like us, click the thumbs up, comment on the show. You can uh, even drop a comment in the comment section with uh, this video or auditory listening experience. We'd certainly love to hear from you. Then, our podcast is really centered around Podbean. So you can check us out there. Go to beerbluesbs.podbean.com. Like I mentioned, Facebook, uh, we got all kinds of stuff on there, the past episodes, uh, both in the audio version and the video version. So if you are listening to this and you want to see what it looks like, well, you can check that out right there, uh, either on YouTube or our Facebook page. We have the links for both of those there. Uh, and as for the audio versions, you could check us out all over the place. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, Stitcher, 
TuneIn, IMDB, and Player FM. If that isn't enough for you, while you're on Spotify, you could check out the Killer Kidder Show playlist and check out something like <clears throat> Stand By, 5,264 songs, which equals, at this point, 352 hours and 25 minutes. That's all kinds of auditory awesomeness. Just like this show, which you can listen to on Spotify. Click the notifications. You get them right there on your phone or your tablet or your computer. Wherever you are, just take us with you. We appreciate it. You know? Seriously. Just, just, just do it, man. Or lady. Just do it. All-encompassing here. So, thanks for joining us. And I can't go without mentioning the KRDN Eyewitness Weather Now stream 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. It's available for you to check out the weather right here in Bismarck and beyond. It's KRDN Eyewitness Weather Now. The KRDN Eyewitness News 8 weather stream. So please check it out. And you know what? We have all those links and more on our Facebook page. And, of course, more importantly, at BeerBluesBS.com. Just go spend some time on the website. Check it out. Buy some merch, too, from the merch store if you want. New designs popping up randomly. And you're going to love the uh, latest one that's on there. So check it out. BeerBluesBS.com. Thanks, Future Howard, for putting that right here at the bottom of the screen. If you're watching this, then you can check it out. If you're not, you're listening. Just check it out in the show notes right below this episode. So, for my bro on the other side of this thing, that is Howard Blues. The only one. Yeah, he's pointing at himself and he's surprised. He found himself, though, so that's good. We got something accomplished in this episode. As for me, I'm the man, the myth, the legend, the Mark Kidder. Thank you for joining us for this edition of the world's best damn show on the internet, on television, everywhere in between. It is the Triple B. That's Beer, Blues, and BS. Remember, don't forget, there's free beer tomorrow. Keep your glass full because, damn it, an empty drink just sucks. And on top of that, well, there's free beer tomorrow. Like I said, again, in case you forgot, <laughs> he didn't think there was anything in there, and he got himself. That was pretty good. You, you don't know what the hell I'm talking about because you couldn't see it. But, damn, Howard Blues almost got lemonaded. Yeah, we'll talk about it later. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Triple B. Catch you on the old dusty Tuscan Highway. Once again, in the next episode of the Triple B. You've been listening to a UA production of Beer, Blues, and BS. If you enjoyed the show, help others find out about it by rating the show or leaving a review at your podcast listening service of choice. Thanks for listening, and may your glass never be empty. UA Productions presents A Glimpse Behind the Curtain.
Yeah, there's some comedy for you right there. <laughs> you almost died. <laughs> you, were, you were like, oh, yeah. Just <laughs> <laughs> your face on that. Well, you know. Good. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you were more shocked of the taste of the pink lemonade or more, more surprised that there was still some left in the bottle. <laughs> I was surprised there was still, I, I mean, there is. You can just barely make out. There is still just a wee bit left. You see in there. There we go. There's the focus. Yeah. 